Welcome to the pen and the yod. This week's Torah portion is by Yishlach. Rabbi Michael Siegel of Anshayamit Synagogue in Chicago sits down with author Jonathan Eig and talks about Jewish wrestling. What makes it real? Let's talk about wrestling with God. Since wrestling, professional wrestling is back in vogue, I guess we should kind of look at the relevance of Torah on this issue. All right. That wrestling is fake, but I think this wrestling is a little bit more realistic. It is, but how seriously do we take this wrestling match is, I guess, what we want to think about today. Because what wasn't fake was Jacob's experience of the wrestling match. The context was Jacob's return to the land and the prospect of facing his brother, who, when we last left off with Esau, was planning to kill Jacob. So the relationship isn't a good one. Jacob cheated his brother out of the birthright. He stole his birth blessing. And now he's facing him, and lo and behold, Jacob's uh, scouts report back to Jacob that Esau's coming to meet him with 400 armed men. Jacob sequesters his family for trying to protect them. Right. And he goes to sleep alone. So again, here's that same concept of that lonely night, just as when he saw the ladder. Now he's returning to this land and he goes to sleep. And there a person, a being of some sort comes and wrestles with him. And the wrestling match goes on throughout the night. And as the day is breaking, the being wants to escape and Jacob won't allow it until the being changes Jacob's name. And so Jacob is now called no longer Yaakov, which is a heel. He's called Yisrael, the one who wrestled with God and was victorious. Wow. And the rabbis wondered themselves, did this actually happen? Was this a dream? It sounds fake, right? I mean, God wouldn't have any trouble when he wouldn't need all night to win a wrestling match. Yeah. That was pretty cynical of you, I have to say. It took, it took my breath away after this really beautiful story. Oh, sorry. I had to this is like back to professional way. wrestling yeah, here. Well, All right. You started it with the that fix, analogy. The, the fix was in. But is it a dream? Did it really happen? Because the problem is, is that Jacob limps from this day forward. His sciatic nerve is affected. So much so that according to the Torah, Jews were forbidden from that day forward to eat that part of an animal. So we actually excise the sciatic nerve or don't eat from the hind end of an animal that has it. So which is why most kosher meat comes from the front of the cow and not the back of the cow, which is I always wondered about that. Well, now you know. Now I know. All because of this wrestling match. But what this leads me to wonder about is, is this a metaphor for something theological? Jacob's going to go forth and he's going to face Esau and he's going to have the faith and courage within himself to what he didn't think he was capable of doing. Now, did that come, did that happen because of the wrestling match? Because he wrestled with God and discovered something about himself? Or did it just happen? So what's the power of wrestling with God? Well, we all wrestle with God. We all wrestle, if, if we're engaged with God, if we're engaged with faith, it's all wrestling, right? Because none of it is easy and none of it is obvious. Uh, if we just read the Torah as instruction manual and didn't wrestle with it, we'd be missing out on 
all the fun, right? Do you ever remember a time when you wrestled with God? Oh, all the time. I mean, uh, I wrestle with, with my faith. I wrestle with what it means to believe in God. I think about that all the time. And I like, I, you know, sometimes I, you, you wish that it were simpler. You wish it was as simple as when you were a kid and somebody tells you that, that we believe in God and we believe in, in Torah and you just accept it as, as an act of faith, as an article of faith. But what does that mean, an article of faith? Uh, as you evolve and as you get older, faith becomes more complicated. To truly believe in something means to grapple with it intellectually and emotionally, and in all of the many subtle ways that we do, it gets harder and harder as you, be- as you think about it more, as you become more mature and more intelligent. But are we good at it? <laughs> in other words, it's one thing to say that this is what we do as Jews, but I really wonder how adept we are at the art of wrestling with God. We're skillful at asking hard questions, like, where are you? But to stay in there like Jacob did, And to get to the essence, really stay there and don't walk away. Don't throw up your arms. Don't just give up. Care enough to stay in there. I I do wonder if we're willing to kind of wrestle to the point that it becomes dangerous. Because I might change. It might pain me. I might limp when I walk away from this. That's right. And I think that we all find it easy sometimes to get into our routines and to say our prayers and to show up at synagogue. And it becomes almost mindless. It becomes a routine. There was a million ways that we can be distracted from really doing that wrestling. And that's because, you know, the wrestling is hard because it forces you to have doubt. And the wrestling is real. The wrestling, whether we're doing it inside ourselves or outside in an arena, if you're really going to do it, it's real. I think about the great leaders of our people, whether it's Moses or Elijah or Isaiah. These were not easy lives. There's no panacea here. It's not like winning the lottery. They're in it, and they stay in it, and it's hard, and there's times when they just want to walk away. But that's the paradigm. And so I, I guess one of the things that I would put out to you is, when you look at a text like this, too often we read it as a monologue and not a dialogue. In other words, we're supposed to wrestle with the text. We're supposed to ask hard questions and think about these issues and make them relate to our own lives. I don't know how seriously we take it. Yeah, um, probably not that seriously um, most of the time. And then there are moments in life where you feel like something's wrong. There's a crisis in your life or you're having moments of doubt. And then you look to connect. You look to to God. uh, You try to find that relationship. And it's hard because you're not sure how to wrestle anymore, right? You've gotten fat and lazy and you're not as strong a wrestler, right? I would argue that point. I don't know that it's just that we're out of shape, but I also wonder if part of the wrestling match is the willingness to be engaged. If we only engage with God at the harder moments, then it's really easy to walk away. Because I'm not sure what I'm doing here. Why, why am I even bothering asking these questions? Who knows if God is listening or there's, there's, there's no connection? I think that's why Shabbat is such an important institution. Because Shabbat isn't just about me resting. But the menucha that we talk about on Shabbat is a spiritual rest. It's a time to kind of think about larger issues. Where am I? Where am I in the world? And taking the time to, to open a prayer book and pray is a way of having a conversation with God, right? Feeling that sense on a Friday night where the candles are lit and your family's at the table and kind of all is right in the world on some level. There's a sense of holiness. There's also a sense that I can engage with God 
in joy, in gratitude, and that there are times other than when I am in pain or I'm scared or I have lost something dear to me, that I'm actually also engaged with God. I think this is also part of Jacob's story. Unlike people like Joseph, where Jacob's talking, Joseph's talking to God all the time and acknowledging God, I don't know that he has that kind of spiritual gene working in him. We've talked about this before. It's similar to the relationship you have with someone you love, a family member. It's so easy to check out. It's so easy to go through the motions to not wrestle with the issues that are bothering you or not really connect over the, the joys in your life and just to sort of take them for granted. And I think it's the same thing with God, and I'm guilty of this. Uh, everyone is probably to some extent. You just get so wrapped up in yourself thinking that the details of your life day to day are so important that you don't engage. You don't do the work. You don't sit down and read on Shabbat. You don't pray because it's easier just to distract yourself somehow. The idea of wrestling with our faith is, I think, one of the most important things that we can do as Jews. But I also think staying in the arena, not just walking away, because all the entire tradition is going to hinge, and my your experience of the tradition is going to hinge on this relationship and what's possible within that relationship and how I can grow within the relationship. We watch Jacob growing. Jacob, who tried to make a deal with God, is now coming back. 20 years later. And when he faces his brother again, he has really been subjected to his uncle Levon, who has cheated him. He has an extra wife that he wasn't planning on having because he was cheated. Not only that, he's wrestled with an angel. He's limping. So in essence, he came back to the place that Jacob made God promise to bring him back to. But the journey was anything but what he thought it was going to be like. Right. You survive. You're here, right? I brought you back. That's what wrestling's about. It's keeping that conversation open all the time. It's not about whether you go to synagogue or not. Of course, we do want you to come, but it's really about whether you took a moment to engage, to have a, offer a prayer of gratitude. Thank you for that. To keep that conversation going. It requires a, I used, you didn't care for it, the analogy of getting out of shape, but it requires a discipline. To open that prayer book and to read the words is easy, but to open the prayer book and read the words and to engage with them, to think about their meaning and to think about what they say to you and how they affect your life, or even just to have, you know, a Shabbat. I can sit down with my family and have dinner and it could be meaningless or it can mean something depending on how much I'm putting into it. So I do think that there's a level of, of discipline required to, especially when we're so easily distracted, perhaps now in our modern era more than ever, how do we, how do we do that? How do we make that wrestling meaningful? I think it begins by thinking in terms of a 360-degree relationship. You think about the relationships that are most important in your life. They are more than just laughter, more than just pain, more than just talking. They're, they engage your life. That person is part of you wherever you go and whatever you do. Those are, I think, relationships of meaning are about. And the question is, and not just when you need to have a talk with somebody. How do we go forward? How do we engage? That's the question. And I think what Jacob shows us is that wrestling match, that arena is there for all of us, but it's also the relationship that we take with us on a day-to-day -day basis. Can I have a moment of gratitude? Can I take a breath? 
can I also express my annoyance or pain at the unfairness in the world? And can I also ask myself hard questions along the way about what am I doing to speak to those things? I think that's part of the wrestling as well. And it's humbling. And I think sometimes you'll limp away from these things. And sometimes you walk away proud. But that's what it means to be Israel. That's what it means to be Israel. And I think that um, it's about engaging those moments. It's about really feeling like you're in this that you're thinking about it, that it matters. That it matters. And it does. It matters for Jacob. I think it matters for us today. I think it matters for us as individuals and as a people. And that's, how I think, how we get our name, Israel. Thanks a lot. Thank you.